Bad Thought Therapy. I'm Sheree Hardy, and I appreciate you tuning into my podcast. Um, don't forget, you can contact me at badthoughttherapy at gmail.com. I have a website, badthoughttherapy.com. I want to get right into today's topic. I'm going to talk about ending the cycle of abuse. And I'll probably just subtitle this Life Lessons from the Killer Sally Story. Last night, I watched um, the Netflix um, series Killer Sally. And it was, it was, it was so interesting. I was at one of those shows where I just had mixed feelings. Um, and, and I, I just couldn't believe I was like that. I was like, okay, wow. It wasn't what I thought. But I have to warn you, I am going to give a lot of spoilers. So if you haven't seen it and you want to see it, you might want to just turn this off because I'm going to talk about um, her story from an observer's point of view. So um, many people, and I, I don't know why this keeps happening, because if, if something happens a thousand times, you would think that we would learn the lessons and say, okay, we, we know what's going to happen. We see a pattern and it's happened thousands of thousands of times. We can stop it. And it's kind of like when I was a teacher, once I remember um, dropping off a student and when I got to her residence or as we were driving to her residence, I was just, oh, I was so overwhelmed because there was so much light and you saw all of these uh, people on the streets, destitute people, people that were addicted to drugs, homeless people. And I understood why she was so afraid. She might have missed her bus. And I don't even know from this, I, I try to remember what was the circumstance. I know she asked me for a ride. And back in the day, um, teachers used to have an appropriate closeness with their students and they could take them home and help them out in that way. And so I was so devastated when I dropped her off I remember just crying in the car just on my way back home and I called my sister I called my sister Tiffany and I was like you know please you know I don't understand help me to understand this we know what will happen if you use drugs and I it's like getting in a line you know I would use this example with my students it's like getting in a line and you're the hundredth person in the line and 99 people in the that line end up dying or you know, getting sick or getting hurt or getting shot, um, losing their teeth, losing their whole livelihood, like, you know, so why would you stay in that line? Because the 99 people in front of you have had all these bad things happening to you. Why would you still get in that line? And that's kind of how abuse is. It's amazing that it happens over and over and over again. Most people who find themselves in abusive relationships, they have been abused, they have been exposed to abuse. And let me tell you, I can tell you from firsthand experience, those children who don't, uh, who weren't abused and didn't go up around that, they are very unlikely to continue that cycle. So there's something about, is cyclic and how do you break the cycle is what I wanna talk about today. So the story is about a woman who shot and killed her second husband and according to her she was doing it in self-defense she did it because she felt like he was going to kill her um and the of course she was prosecuted 
and they found her guilty of second degree murder. And um, not that it was first degree, which would have been premeditated, but she fired two shots according to the story. And the second shot is the one that probably nailed the coffin, so to speak, and ended. she ended up serving 25 years in prison. At the time, her children were minors. They ended up, thankfully, going to live with her parents, their, their grandparents, um, and they had been changed. They had, you know, according to her, she grew up in an abusive home, and her parents were alcoholics, but by the time that her children were sent there, her parents had had a different life. So the question was, and, and, and I saw some of the comments after this, I was so, this story just kind of shook me up. Um, after I saw some of the comments, most people thought she didn't get a fair deal. I do think that there were so many times that she could have gotten out of the relationship and this situation could have been avoided. I mean, it could have, we don't know, because he had people to testify for him, the guy that was killed, the victim, that he was a good guy, that while he could be violent, he, he wasn't going to hurt her. Um, he was trying to leave her because he had already started seeing somebody else, another woman, and he had told a friend that he was going to leave Killer Sally um, and leave her and go to this new person. And so that's another story. So I want to talk about this just a little bit. And, um, and I can't judge, I, we, we, we're not there, we don't know what happened. Her children testified that, well, in the documentary, at the time they were minors, and the daughter, when she was on trial, she was the oldest child, she got so upset that they had to end her testimony because it was too emotionally traumatic for her. The son, they said, was too young, and he, both of them testified that their, their stepfather was a violent man, that he had choked out their mother, he almost killed their mother, and he had beaten them, and that was a lot of violence in that home. And so she's basically saying, if I didn't kill him, he would have killed me or us. And that is a real possibility when you see the story, because her children, clearly they didn't they didn't lie. You know, I don't I don't think they were not telling the truth. They were very, very, very transparent about their feelings, they were very articulate and saying, you know, the things that they wish mom hadn't done or things that happened in that home. And apparently she had decided to leave. Um, and what happened, what really helped her was she saw another story where a man, cause they were in the wrestling world and the bodybuilding world. And this man had killed his wife or girlfriend. And when she saw that story, she knew, hey, this could happen to me. And that's when she had started trying to make plans to leave. And so she was going to go back up north. I think she was from Pennsylvania, where her parents lived. And she told the kids, and the kids said this in the video, be ready because, you know, at some point we're going to leave and just have all your things packed up. So I want to talk about how to end this cycle. And the first thing I want to say, if you grew up in a home, where there has been abuse, I strongly believe that that person, and this is radical, should not try to get in a relationship with anybody else. Until you have gone through the process of healing, which I'm gonna talk about things that have to take place for healing to take place. Until you have gone through some kind of healing, 
you should not be in a relationship with anybody else. And the reason why is because if you are, if you have been abused, you're more likely to either abuse or get abused. And that is a just statistical fact. And just from my own personal experiences, I can tell you that when you grow up in an abusive home, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's verbal, physical, sexual, emotional, or sometimes in some many cases, it's all of those, all of those things together. You really should not try to get in another relationship because what's going to happen is something bad. Something bad is going to happen. That's not a negative declaration or proclamation on anybody's life. This is what happens thousands and thousands of, time, of times in a day. Every day when you go back, she was abused. Um, this was a, this woman that we're talking about. Um, she dated men outside of her race. And she, when her parents, first she kept it a secret because she was dating an African-American male and she kept it a secret. But when her parents found out, she said that they spat on her and they called her all kinds of dirty, filthy names. So that's what she said. Her parents spat. I just, as a parent myself, I couldn't imagine it. That is abuse. She talked about how her mother remarried someone and whenever you have a blended family, it is it, 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 that's those are challenges. I don't like shout out to people who can have a good blended family because you know, usually somebody's going to be treated differently, and that's exactly what happened. But if you have been abused, you really should pause and say, I need to get help, I need to get healed before I get in a relationship. She had been abused. And from what I could interpret, just as someone looking from the outside, she was very athletic. She was trying to compensate for what she felt inside. And she did that by trying to excel in sports. She clearly was a very intelligent woman. She said she got all the way, finished senior year in college, had one more semester. She ran out of money. She asked her parents to give her the money. And it wasn't a lot of money. And they told her no. So she never got a college degree, but she was by no means a you know person that was a deadbeat woman. She was someone who's very intelligent, very athletic, very resourceful, and um, and she is. I'm telling you, she's present tense because she is alive. So um, if you're in a if you've been abused like that, you got to pause and get healing. And I want to talk about healing just for a moment. And I'm probably going to have to do a part two of this. But if you, the only way you're going to heal is number one, you're going to have to process what happened and you're going to have to restructure your thoughts because what happens is when you are abused, you are conditioned to believe, whether you know it or not, because sometimes it's on a subconscious level, that that is normal or that you deserve it. So many times when people are abused, they feel so bad and, and the people that abuse them make them feel like almost it was justified because they were so unworthy or they were so wrong or they didn't do what they were supposed to do or something was wrong with them. And so you have to process that and you really have to understand who you are. And you are not a person who deserves, no human being on this planet deserves to be abused in any form or fashion, period. 
And so you are just as worthy as anyone else. But again, we live in a society that has all these different ranks and and status symbols and, you know, statuses and all this stuff. And you got to get out of the world because if you get into the world, you will be jacked up every single time. I'm telling you what I know. And so the mere fact that you were born, that you are here on this earth, whether you know it or not, you're just as important as the sun. You wouldn't be here if you were not. And so you have to get your worth in something outside of humanity. That is the number one way. You have to start to understand who you are according to the creator, the one who made the sun, the one who made you. Human life, and I'm not going to get into it, but if you really study how humans come about, is absolutely fascinating. And man did not make that process. You definitely came from a divine power. And you have to understand that and accept that and never, ever, ever compare yourself to anyone else. You have to be your authentic self and work to be that at all times. And that's how you'll find out who really loves you for you. Along the way, you may gain some people that you interact with and you may lose them, you know, but you'll find out who really appreciates you and all of you and you're not going to be perfect and no one is perfect. So anytime you have a person that cannot accept you being imperfect, then you know that that person may not be on your team and you have to be accepting of others too. And I'm not saying you have to tolerate bad behavior when people are malicious and they're intentionally trying to do something to hurt you or cause pain. But there are people who just make mistakes because they're imperfect and that's the person. You gotta know who you are. And your identity is not formed. You come through your parents, not from your parents. So you have to first, if you've been abused and it's within the home, you definitely have to reshape and reshape your thoughts about yourself. I am, people dismiss the power of affirmations, but I am a strong proponent of affirmations. Back in the day, they used to call affirmations confessions. It was like these statements that you say about yourself over and over again. Um, in order to build your self-esteem, build your self-worth. So for every time you were told you were worthless or you were lazy or you were a moron, you have to tell yourself the opposite. You have to tell yourself good things. And you have to keep saying that until that becomes a part of your whole being, that those thoughts are now greater than the thoughts of whatever person that said negative things to you and those people are not anything they're going to die the earth is not you know it's just they're just they're not they're insignificant in the scope of things and so that's the first thing you have to do the other thing you have to do you have to really try to begin to read to understand why you are the way you are and how this affected you one of the greatest things that I did, and this is why I sell books. I don't sell them just because, just to do something. Because you really don't make a lot of money selling books. I do, I sell books and I do this because I know the power of understanding stories. We are brains are wired, learning about how you get the way you are. Learning about how people overcame their abuse and their challenges. It actually strengthens you and it lets you know that it is possible. 
And so I got to get my blog going again. And I want to recommend some books that I read that just changed my life, that really helped me to understand. I remember one book that's just shooting in my head right now. It's called, it's an old book called Women Who Love Too Much. And one of my coworkers, she told me, you need to read this book. We were talking about something. And she said, this is a really good book. And it really helps you to understand why sometimes women who have been abused will more than likely be in a relationship where they're, they are abused. And so you got to get healing. And so that's another way. So you, first of all, you have to redefine who you are and, re, and, and you have to take out those negative thoughts about yourself and put in the good thoughts. And as I said before, this is my bad thought therapy again, your mind is just like a television. You control what you're going to play out in your mind. You Just like you have a remote control and you could turn it to a different channel or a different kind of programming and you can press stop, you can press pause, you can press rewind, you can all of those things are play. You have control over the thoughts that you meditate on. And you have to be careful because when people are abused, they will, they will hear these echoes of negative things being said to them. Or they will replay negative things being told to them or, or done to them. And that will have power. You can say stop. And you have to replace the negative thoughts with positive thoughts about yourself. And they have something called cognitive um, restructuring and they have all these different practices. I've read a lot on those. I'm going to keep reading some things I totally disagree with. I'm like, okay, I got to get my degree in psychology now because y'all are playing. But some of this stuff is because it's a lot of it's negative, but you can restructure your thoughts. And I am a witness. That's the first thing. Again, reading. I'm going to try to get my blog together and put together a list of books that you can read if you have gone through abuse that can really help you to understand yourself and understand the cycle of abuse. The other thing, because I don't want to run out of time, is when you get in, if you're in an abusive relationship, you have to understand that it is not going to stop. If you're in an abuse, I'm going to say that again, the person is not going to stop abusing you. So you have to make a decision. You're either going to die or be hurt in that relationship, or you're going to die and get hurt trying to get out. And what I recommend is that you do your best to get out. You have to try to get out because the only thing that is going to happen when you're in an abusive relationship, and when I say abusive, let me define this, someone who is intentionally and maliciously trying to cause you harm or pain, whether it's physical pain, whether it is uh, mental pain, emotional pain, sexual pain, if that person has no regard for how you are feeling, let me tell you, it is not going to stop. And it does not matter if they say it's going to stop. It does not matter. This, this I don't know why we fall for this, but people go out and they buy some roses or they buy some chocolates or whatever, and they maybe write us a little you know, note or something saying they, they're not. You know why? Because they're not doing what I just told you got to do. They have to restructure their thoughts. They have to do some reading. They have to talk to some people. And if they don't do that, they are not changed. They're not going to change. Now, can people change? Yes. But the reason why most people don't is because it takes 
a lot of time and effort. And they are in this relationship and they may, you know, they may have to be focused on work or they may be having addiction and they're not able to focus on self-development. But that is the only way people can change. If you listen to, I've listened to some men talk about how they transform their lives and they change their behavior. Every man said they did the same thing. They had to restructure their mindset, their thoughts. They read a lot of things. And number one, and last but not least, they talked to a lot of people. If you are not talking to somebody who can help, that is positive, that is encouraging, that can be neutral, you have to, first of all, you have to humble yourself. This is the issue to listen to other people. And if that person didn't listen to anybody and they didn't have a talk with anybody or they didn't join a group or they didn't talk to anybody at all, they are not going to change, period. And so something bad is going to happen. And that is exactly what happened in that killer Sally story. The abuse went on for years. I think she was married to this guy for eight years. What came out of this was she had a history of being abusive. According to the prosecutor, her son talked about an incident. So in other words, they were in an abusive relationship and both of them were doing things. And he could have killed her, but she also could have been a person who, you know, could have done some things abusive too. And no, again, nobody knows. We got both, you know, we listened to her side. She, he's not here to say what he, you know, he's dead. So the thing is though, there was a gun in the house. And anytime there's a gun in the house, usually it's a potential that somebody can get hurt. And let me tell you, let me tell you, um, she shot him twice and the second time she shot him in the face and his friend said that when he came in there his bodily matter was all over the place the walls the feelings and everything it was brutal it was ugly and so if you're in an abusive relationship that's what's going to happen you're going to end up thinking you've got to try to kill somebody before you die and all you have to do is, this is the one thing I want to say again, is you got to leave. You got to get out. And I know that's not easy to do sometimes. It's easier said than done. When, a pe- when people are being abused and the, usually the abuser will some kind of way, many times threaten a person and say, you know, if you leave, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Well, guess what? If you don't leave, he are, is going to do that or this. And this is what devastates me is, and her son in this story, Killer Killer Sally, she had two children. And her children witnessed all of this. They experienced all of this. And when you, you have to get out of these relationships because what you're doing is you are damaging, mentally damaging and emotionally and sometimes physically damaging your children. They are hunted by this experience forever even if they go through therapy even when you go through therapy you read books you talk to people you try to heal you have something called memory and memory never ever goes away memories are either they're always stored stored they're either deleted through disease or death that is it that's the only way you can get rid of a memory People may forgive, but they got the memory. 
people may still have a relationship with you, but they have the memory. You you basically hurt your child or your children when you allow them to grow up in a home and they experience abuse firsthand, whether they see it or they are the victim of it themselves. In this case, her son talked about, you know, some of the brutal beatings. Her, her, his, her daughter talked about hearing her mother making this sound as this man choked her. It is absolutely evil to do to your child. And so you have to make a decision. I'm going to die anyway if I stay in this. And and the longer you stay, the worse it is because the greater the memories, the bad memories, the more bad memories you got, they just start stockpiling. So it takes a lot to chop down that mountain of bad memories. The harder it is to leave because you have now enabled this person to continue to abusing you because they are used to abusing you. They're used to taking out whatever demons they have on you, taking out all the evil. According to her, um, the man was abandoned by his mother. I forgot, I can't remember what happened, but anyway, the, the man did not grow up with his mother. Her husband, her deceased husband did not. He was raised by an aunt, and this and this aunt did the best she could. She was a loving woman, but the conditions were very, very bad. Um in addition to that, um, this woman, I think my yard people out here on the lawn, so you may hear a little lawn noise, I'm getting ready to end this. Um, and then on top of that, he was, her husband was sexually abused while he was living with her aunt. And so all of these things shaped him too. And many times people who are abused, they have been abused in some way. And most people don't, again, they don't get there. They don't go through the process of restructuring their thoughts. They don't go through the process of reading. They don't go through the process of talking to someone or listening and listening to someone that can help them learn the strategies to navigate through the healing process. And it is a continual process. And so I want to say this, the greatest life lesson from Killer, the Killer Sally story is you need to get out of an abusive relationship at all costs. And you don't need to do a post on Facebook about it. You don't need to tell anybody about it. You need to get up and leave and go to a place where no one knows you, not even your family, because if an abuser has been conditioned to abuse you, they are not, they're going to be conditioned to want to keep abusing you. So when you break away and you leave, yes, they may not handle that very well. Do not make that announcement. You got to go. And that's what's going to happen. Not only did her, you know, she killed him, um, but her children were sent to live with her parents. In many cases, when a parent dies, a woman dies like that, they don't have anywhere to go. They get into the foster care system. And that is ugly. That's I got the whole show on that. That's just, I don't know what's wrong with false criticism. Most of the time it's just evil. And I don't get it, but it, it is. And so you go into that system um, and then they, are, they just experience more sexual, sexual abuse, more abuse. And so it just makes things a thousand times worse. And it's harder to recover. The more bad memories you have, the longer the abuse happens, the more time it takes for healing. Healing is possible. I want to emphasize that. You can have a good life even if you've been abused. 
but it takes time and effort to and for healing and to, to do the work. That's why most people don't get the healing. But I want to emphasize when I started off this show, do not get be in a relationship if you've been abused. If you're in a relationship, you need to get out because what's going to happen is it's almost like a bleeding shark, a bleeding fish in a in a in a in an ocean. They're sharks. They can sense, they can smell that blood. You're bleeding and you're just you're just leaking, so to speak. And guess what? They're going to find you. These sharks, they can tell somebody that they can abuse, that is broken, and then they just break you down even more. This does not have to happen. You can live a good life. You can transform your bad thoughts into good thoughts. All actions first begin as a thought. What you say, what you do is first a thought. So you have to transform those thoughts. And don't let anybody tell you you can't because you can. Let me tell you, I am a witness. You can and you can go on and live a beautiful and productive life. I'm going to end with that. I hear my lawn guys out there. And I want to thank you for tuning into Bad Thought Therapy. I see this red light. Please connect with me if you would like to have a coaching session at badthoughttherapy at gmail.com. I'm Cherie Hardy and have a beautiful day.